Are you sick of your current siding? Are your gutters sagging? When it's time to update your home's exterior in the Berks County, Pennsylvania area, turn to Storms Exteriors, LLC. Their siding, gutter, and deck contractors can replace your old features with sturdy new ones you can count on for years to come. Turn your house into a neighborhood showstopper. Contact Storms Exteriors, LLC now to schedule siding installation or seamless gutter services along with free estimates at 610-858-1184 or stormsexteriors.com on the web and also on Facebook, Storms Exteriors, LLC. This is Chet with Flow Racing. You're listening to the Four Wide Salute Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Four Wide Salute Podcast presented by Line Decker Racing Engines. Go check out Line Decker Racing Engines on Facebook. Type in J Line Decker Racing Engines in your search bar. And there you have it. See what's going on. Another good win for a Line Decker motor this past weekend, which we're going to touch on momentarily. But as my wife says it, thought silly season doesn't happen in the middle of the year. This seems like an odd Christmas in July. Let's start off with Routine Racing. We know as of last week, they had released Corey Eliasson. Well, didn't take long for them to fill that seat. However, that driver was not in that car this weekend. Zeb Wise has been announced as the new driver for the Routine Racing 26. As you guys remember, Zeb recently drove a second Routine entry at the Dirt Cup at Skagit Speedway uh, a couple weeks ago. So good for Zeb. On to the silly season. Tyler Reeser and Sorokach Motorsports have mutually parted ways. Former All-Star champion Chad Kamenaw will fill the seat for the remainder of the year, running select shows. I don't know the last time I've seen Chad Kamenaw in a race car. Um, sporadically ran a couple of, maybe a year or two ago, partnered up with someone. Didn't pan out. So, uh, you know, before the days of Aaron Reutzel and the Tyler Courtney of the All-Stars, Kamenov was the guy to beat. Multi-time champion and uh, all-around good guy. So happy to see Chad getting an opportunity and hope we see them. I'm sure we'll see him at, you know, dates like the Tuscarora 50, maybe the Natty Open. So uh, nice to see him getting opportunity again. Also, Devin Borden and Hefner Racing Enterprises have also parted ways. This one I did not see coming. Uh, he was at Sealands Grove Saturday, yesterday, in the Shuttlesworth Stamen 23 car, which was previously driven by Pat Cannon. So Pat was released, I believe, a month and a half ago or so. And to tie into all of this, Anthony Macri and his crew chief, who got a lot of attention when Macri started winning a ton of races, Jim Shuttlesworth, have also parted ways following last Saturday's Greg Hodnett Classic at Port Royal. Chris Shuttlesworth is the partner with Stamen, but I also believe that Jim is also a part of this deal in some way, shape, or form. I'm sure of it. A lot to take in. Now, this isn't going to stop because I'm sure in the next week we're going to hear who the new driver of the 27 car is for Hefner Racing Enterprises. And from what I understand, it's not going to be Briggs Danner, who already runs the Bill Gallagher car that's tied into Hefner. So, woo boy, what a lot of shit going on in hot July. On to other news. The Dirt Late Model Dream, as you guys know, got postponed to September due to the rain that came in. They've added a new event to run on September 7th. I kind of like this. They have criteria in place that you must meet. So the criteria is that you must have never won a late model A-Main at Eldora. And you are not one of the 24 cars in the Dream A-Main feature. This will be called Chasing the Dream. Almost like a non-winner's race of sorts. 
This will consist of only aiming features. So drivers will do timed hot laps, which will start uh, set your lineup for the A main. They will run as many A mains for this as they need, depending on car count. So if there's 48 guys, they're going to run two of these. Each will pay 5,000 to win and 600 to take the green. I like it, giving the guys that haven't done nothing there, you know, a chance to get some get some cash on the way out. I like it. USAC made a post today, which is very saddening. Uh, Terry Babb had passed away last night. Their post stated from sprints to midgets to champ cars. Babb drove practically everything. The Illinois resident debuted with USAC in 1989 and made his final start with USAC just two weeks ago. I believe he was at Wilmot in Wisconsin. The Decatur, Illinois native was leading a winged sprint car feature event at Farmington, Missouri's St. Francois County Raceway last night. Yes, he was leading the race when he pulled to the infield and went into cardiac arrest. Damn. That, just like the Art Goodyear situation at Woodhall the other week, this could have been really, really bad. Glad, um... No one else got injured in the event. Of course, absolutely heartbroken this happened to a driver at any time. I don't care if it's a wreck or not. I just never want to see this, but wow. Um, scary, scary shit. Heartfelt condolences going out to his friends and family, as always, on behalf of the show. Fayette County Speedway in Illinois had canceled their Hell Tour show last week due to extreme heat. And then it was announced that the track was now closed. A post went out stating that once the fair board and a new promoter can iron out all the details, an announcement will then come to follow. So I'm assuming this is not a closed forever type situation. Hopefully they can get uh, back up and running. We hate to see tracks close around here. On to our results. Monday, Southern All-Stars USA 100. Beckley Motor Speedway in West Virginia, 20,000 to the winner. Win went to Jacob Hawkins over Max Blair and Zach Dome. Max Blair was leading this thing by a mile, cut a tire, had to go to the rear, and damn near almost came back to win the thing. Tuesday, Hell Tour, the Graves 40 at Charleston Speedway, Illinois, was canceled. On to Wednesday, All-Stars Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup 31. Lernerville Speedway, 25,000 to the winner. Victory going to none other than Kyle Larson over Brent Marks and Justin Peck. Lucas Oil Late Models, Davenport Speedway at Iowa, 10,000 to the winner there. Hudson O'Neill, your winner over Brandon Overton and Mike Marler. Thursday, Lucas Oil Late Models, Napa Auto Parts, Gopher 50, Deer Creek Speedway, Minnesota, 5,000 to the winner. Prelim night number one went to Chris Smokey Madden over Brandon Shepard and Jonathan Davenport rounded out the top three. Hell Tour, Macon Speedway, Illinois, was postponed due to rain. This has been rescheduled for September 1st. On to Friday's national events. World of Outlaw Sprints, 34 Raceway in Iowa, 10,000 to the winner, unfortunately was rained out. All-Stars ran Ransomville up in New York, 12,000 to the winner there. Parker Price Miller victorious over Cap Henry and Chris Windham. And of course, they had their modifieds on the car as well. Victory going to Chad Brockman. USAC Sprints and Midgets, USAC Nationals, Husets Speedway in South Dakota. Sprints victory going to Robert Ballou over Justin Grant and Timez. And in the midget side of things, Buddy Kofoid picking up the win over Timez and then Justin Grant. RMS Racing teammates Grant and Timaz both podium in both divisions. Cool to see. Lucas Oil Late Models. Again, Napa Auto Parts go for 50. Prelim night number two. Deer Creek Speedway. 5,000 to the winner here. Victory going to Jonathan Davenport over Brandon Overton and Tim McCready. Hell Tour. Farmer City Raceway in Illinois. Postponed to July 15th. Southern All-Stars, 4th of July Spectacular, Thunder Hill Raceway Park in Tennessee, 5,000 of the winner, also rained out. 
On to our local events. Of course, Big Diamond Speedway, Georgie Stevenson Memorial, Tri-Track Series event number four. Modified victory going to Dwayne Howard. 602 Crate Sportsman victory going to Brandon Edgar. Roadrunners ran twin 15s. Victory is going to Jim Cost and Alex Schofstall. Outlaw, Danny Johnson picking up the win in the Modifieds. This is career win number 600 for the doctor. Congratulations. And your Hoosier Sportsman win going to Brett Bono. Pen can victory for the Modifieds to Alex Stanton. And Ray Leonard getting it done with a 602 great sportsman. Albany Saratoga, Batman, Peter Britton picking up another win with the Modifieds. And Tommy D'Angelo with the 602 great sportsman. Utica Rome ran twin 20s, feature number one going to Justin Wright. And feature number two going to the gentleman who ran Justin Wright's car last week, Matt Shepard. And Matt Janzik once again victorious in the 602 crates. Accord victory in the modifieds going to Danny Creighton and Kevin Stevens once again with the 602 crate sportsman. Afton modifieds were off. 602 crate sportsman victory going to Jeremy Hamilton. Can-Am Dirt Car 358 modifieds win going to Jordan McCready. And the Dirt Car Sportsman wins to Brian Hudson. The Brew House, Brewer and Dirt Car Modified Victory going to Tim Sears Jr. And Ryan Dolbear getting it done with the 602 Great Sportsman. Williams Grove, Anthony Macri had a little point to prove here with uh, his situation going on. Picking up the win with the 410s and Alex Bright in victory lane with the USAC East Coast Sprints. On to Saturday's national events, World of Outlaw Sprints, Badger 40, Wilmot Raceway, Wisconsin, 10,000 to the winner. Carson Macedo getting it done over James McFadden and Donnie Schatz. All-Stars were at State Line Speedway in New York, 6,000 to the winner there. 100% Hunter Schoenberg getting the win over Tyler Courtney and Zeb Wise. USAC Sprints and Midgets, night number two of the USAC Nationals, still at Houston Speedway. Sprint car victory going to Ryan Bernal over Justin Grant and Brady Bacon. Midgets, Buddy Kofoy victorious. This is his sixth win on the year in just 12 starts with the USAC Midgets. This breaks Rich Vogler's record of six wins and 13 starts back in 1978. Kofoy's on a mission. And running up in the second spot was Kenny McIntosh. Running out your podium was Jacob Denny. Lucas Oil, Late Models, Napa Auto Parts, Gopher 50, Deer Creek Speedway, 50,000 to the winner. So Jonathan Davenport and Chris Madden, of course, were your winners from the prelim nights. They were your front row. They took the challenge for an extra 25,000 to win to start 11th and 12th. They both surrendered their front row starting spots, went back to row six. Overton and T-Mac were then moved up to the front row. They were also offered a challenge for 20000 in addition to the 50000 to win to move back as well. They declined. And you'll see how that works out because your winner ended up being Brandon Overton. But Chris Madden ended up second. One spot short of an additional, uh, what ended up being 75 large. That's a lot. And T-Mac rounded out the podium. Ultimate Super Late Model Series, Summer Sizzler, Lancaster Motor Speedway in South Carolina. 5,000 to the winner was postponed. Helltor, Highland Speedway in Illinois. Tanner English picking up the win over Shannon Babb and Jason Fager. And Nick Hoffman won again in the Modifieds, this time with a broken shock, a missing spring on the other side. And Mike Harrison beating down his rear end. This guy is unbelievable. You guys want to talk about who's the best driver in the world? Kyle Larson, great. Can drive a lot of things. Macri's hot with the 410s around here. There's arguments everywhere to be made. Is Nick Hoffman just that good? Or is the competition just not that good? Nick Hoffman is ridiculous. Yeah, I know he builds these things. But he wins so much. It's unbelievable. He's won a Gator in Evolution for like the last like nine years. Like, holy shit, this guy's really good. 
Go back to last year, the Gateway Dirt Nationals, he ran three divisions, nine trips out for a feature, and he podiumed all of them. This guy's for real. Cop Cam's Super Dirt Series Greenville Speedway and Mississippi 5000 to the winner also rained out. On to our local events from last night. On to Grandview, where Jared Umbenhauer was your winner in the Modifieds. And the Line Decker Racing Engines Power, driven by Keith Brightbill. Yes, Keith Brightbill was the winner of the Sportsman Firecracker 40. Yes, a lot of things happened during this feature. Yes, there were a couple of incidents on track. But your winner came from 22nd. Your runner-up came from 27th. And your third place driver came from 28th. Do the math. It's like 80 spots gained on your top three. That's ridiculous. I don't care what happened on the track. On to New Egypt Speedway. Brandon Grasso back in victory lane once again. 602 Crate Sportsman 6th Annual Mr. Crate Classic going to Johnny Bangs. And Rich Meller picking up the win with the Northeast Wingless Sprints. Ryan Godown back at victory lane with the Modifieds at Bridgeport. Matt Ellery getting it done with the 602 Great Sportsman. And Eddie Wagner getting it done with the Mass 305s. Orange County, big block modified victory going to Matt Shepard. 602 Great Sportsman win to the Milkshake Man. Congratulations, John Bockhorn. And Lucas Oil ESS was in town. I think this was the first time ever at Orange County. Jordan Poyer getting it done over Kyle Smith and Brian Crummel. On to Fonda, Matty D back in victory lane once again with the Modifieds and Peyton Talbert getting it done with a 602 Great Sportsman. Jake Jen picking up the win at Woodhall and the Modifieds. Five Mile Point, Brett Tonkin getting it done with the Modified and Gary Smith in the 602 Great Sportsman. On to Fulton, Ronnie Davis III finding his way to victory lane there with the Modified and your 602 Great Sportsman winners were Wade Chrisman and what a great name. Remington Ham. Love it. Thunder Mountain Dirt Car 358 Modified Victory going to Lance Willicks. Open Modifieds to Darren Smith. And Dirt Car Sportsman to Cody Jackson. Lebanon Valley had a big pileup on lap one. But Brian Berger did prevail with the big block win. And Whitey Slavin once again with the 602 Great Sportsman. Land of Legends Justin Ayers T-Bone getting it done with the big block. And Matt Grary, once again, with the 602 Crate Sportsman. Port Royal saw Jeff Halligan picking up the win with the 410s. Super late models, Jeff Ryan got it done. Their makeup feature went to Jared Miley. And limited late models, Andrew Yoder. Lincoln, Anthony Macri getting it going two for two on the weekend in the 410s. And Chad Criswell picking up the 358 win. Seelands Grove hosted the... 22nd annual 360 Sprint Car Open going to the Salem's Grove Ford Car and Jason Schultz. Those are your results on to our upcoming events. Like usual this time of year, there's a lot. Super Dirt Tuesday. Anthracite Assault. Big Diamond Speedway. 7,500 to the winner. 75 laps. Oh boy. They were supposed to go to Bloomsburg Fair Raceway for Wednesday, but that was canceled the other week. That will be on Dirt Vision for those of you who cannot attend. Yes, there is a rain date for Wednesday, which you'll hear later on in the episode. World of Outlaw Sprints, Tuesday, Ohio Logistics, Brad Doty Classic, Attica Raceway Park in Ohio, 10,000 to the winner there. Wednesday, Joker's Wild, Eldora Speedway, 10,000 to the winner. Thursday, the historical big one, Eldora Speedway, 100 grand to the winner. Then we go to Friday night, the night before the King's Royal, 10,000 to the winner. And Saturday, 39th annual King's Royal, $175,000 to the winner. That will all be on television as well. World of Outlaw Late Models Friday, River City Speedway, North Dakota, 10,000 to win. Saturday, I-94, Shore Steps Speedway in Minnesota, 10,000 to the winner there. Lucas Oil Late Models and Lucas Oil MLRA. Thursday, first annual event, I-70 Speedway in Missouri, 10,000 to win. Friday, Lucas Oil Late Models only show, Napa Know How 50, Tri-City Speedway in Illinois, 12,000 to win that. 
Then Saturday, 16th annual Diamond Nationals, Lucas Oil Speedway, another combo show, 15000 to the winner. XR Super Series, Monday and Tuesday, Fever Heat 100, Stewart International Speedway in Iowa, 20000 to win each night. USAC Sprints and Midgets tonight is the finale for USAC Nationals at Husets. Twenty grand to win for the sprints, twenty grand to win for the midgets. Then midgets only Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Tuesday starts Mid America Midget Week Red Dirt Raceway in Oklahoma. Then it rolls to Wednesday Chad McDaniel Memorial Solomon Valley Raceway in Kansas. Friday Midwest Midget Championships Jefferson County Speedway in Nebraska. Saturday Midwest Midget Championships. Same track, Jefferson County Speedway, Nebraska. That one's 10000 to win. Schaefer's Racing Oil Summer National Series, Friday, Beckley Motorsports Park in West Virginia. $10,053 to the winner. Saturday, Wife Speedway in Virginia. $10,053 to win there as well. Hell Tour. Sunday, Tri-State Speedway in Indiana. Wednesday, Montpelier Motor Speedway in Indiana. Thursday, Shady Hill Speedway in Indiana. Friday is the rescheduled race from this past weekend. They got rained out. Then Saturday, the birthday race at Oakshade Raceway in Ohio. Once again, Hell Tour on Dirt Vision. USAC Sprints and Midgets on Flow. XR Super Series on Racer XR. Lucas Oil now on Flow and Mavs TV at the current moment. World of Outlaws, Late Models and Sprints, of course, on Dirt Vision, so is Super Dirt. For Shapers Racing Oil Summer National Series, check flow. Depending on the track, they might be on flow. That's your upcoming events. Those were your results. As always, thank you to all of our followers and subscribers. Like and share the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Smash the five-star rating button on all the podcast platforms. And, of course, big thank you to Kenny Bruce and Bill Brennan Company, Inc., for the support and for the episode today. I want to share a quick story that was relayed to me last night by uh, Dwayne Howard's car owner, Butch Getz. This is what I like to hear. This is what I like to see. This is some cool shit. So, as you know, the other week at Diamond, Dwayne rolled the car. The roof was destroyed, non-usable, wrinkled up. He was approached through Facebook from a family where a woman had passed away. She was a diehard Dwayne fan and wanted to know if they could acquire something of Dwayne's. Butch cut the the name piece off of the hood, had Dwayne sign it. I believe the nose piece that had his name also signed it and possibly a rub rail, paraphrasing here, sent it to the family, which is awesome to be in with. Awesome. They then put this stuff like on the casket, which is wild. I love fans like that, that are, are so in tune to the sport. I don't care if it's baseball, football, racing, whatever. I, I just, I love fans because they're passionate. So cool. Then Butch must have reached out to them and said about if the family ever wants to come to Diamond, let me know and he'll pay their way in. They got a hold of him at like 6.30, which I'll answer in a half hour. They were there. And Butch paid for all of them to come. Put the kids in the car, took pictures. Was so accommodating to these people that he'd never met. Someone that was just a fan of Dwayne's reached out to them, and this is what evolves to it. This is so cool that we have people in this business like Butch Getz who want to encourage people to be involved. I I was touched when I heard this last night. I asked Butch permission to, to relay this story. He said, absolutely. This is just, this is fucking cool. I encourage anyone out there, if you're a driver and you have fans, show them you appreciate them. They come there for you. And I know a lot of you do. I really do. Sign... Sign shirts, sign hats, um, give away merch uh, if you can. I think Butch also did that, sent some shirts, I think. Um, just that's, that's just some cool stuff happening. 
And uh, I love to hear it. I really do. But, of course, condolences going out to that woman and her family and friends. You know, I never want to see someone pass away, but th this is uh, some cool shit that happened. On our episode this week, a little short and sweet, gonna button it up. Super Dirt preview. Diamond has not had Super Dirt since 2009. We have one scheduled in 14, rained out. And now they're coming back with a brand new cast of a starting lineup that some guys have never seen the place before. Some have a lot of laps. Some of the guys that were in there in 09 are not running this year. So um, called up our, our good PR guy, Kenny Bruce, and we hammered out the uh, guys to look out for. The surprises, the guys we expect to be up at the front, and everything in between. So on that note, I'll let you guys jump into that. Be back with uh, good shit coming up next week. Stay tuned for a really cool episode I think a lot of you are going to like. So enjoy your week. It's going to be hot as hell. Stay hydrated. Stay cool. And until next time, enjoy the show. Bill Brown & Company, located in Hamilton, New Jersey, has been in the printing and promotional products business since 1946. Current owner and proud dirt track supporter Ken Bruce has been with the company since 1987 and has continued to deliver the customer service that Bill Brown & Company has delivered since the beginning. Kenny supports dirt track racing through the sponsorship of the Number 11 Modified, driven by Danny Heber, along with sponsorship of bonuses of Big Diamond Speedway and the Short Track Super Series, and is proud to be a sponsor of the 4 Wide Salute Podcast. You can reach Bill Brown & Company at 609 586-1408 or by email at kbruce at billbrowninc.com You can also check out the promotional products on the website at www.billbrowninc.com On this week's episode of the 4 Wide Sleep Podcast, I have with me one of my good friends and contributors to the show Mr. Kenny Bruce from Dirt Hack Digest and of course, Bill Brown and Company Incorporated. And we're going to cut a little dirt preview for the show at Diamond on Tuesday, which, boy, the way the things are looking, the rain date might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I haven't looked that far ahead yet, so I keep trying not to look. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a secret now. Everyone knows I can't make Tuesday, but Wednesday I'm free. Uh -huh. And right now it's showing 50% chance of thunderstorms morning and night for Tuesday, but Wednesday is sunny. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. But um, boy, this is shaping up to be a really good show. I got to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. From the drivers that are, you know, local drivers that, you know, New Jersey paid drivers that are coming and the Super Dirt Series regulars uh, and the way the track's been the last few weeks, uh, I think it's going to be a really good race, really good show. Yeah, I mean, you have the results from the last time Dirt ran. What year was that? The last time they raced was in uh, April 26th of 2009, and uh, Dwayne Howard won in the Chad Sinan car, number four. And right there is telling you the big difference in time, because Dwayne will not be uh, in the pit. Well, he might be in the pits, but he's not driving on Tuesday, and neither is Craig Von Doren. So there's two big names of course, that are established in Pennsylvania and a big diamond and will not be driving. But there is a boatload of talent that Dirt has confirmed will be there. And I was really surprised by the 19 top 19 guys in points from Dirt will be there. Yeah, that's great to hear. So I wasn't, wasn't sure if they were all going to make it down. I, mean, I know the platinum drivers pretty much have to go. But, uh, you know, some of the guys in points that are up in there in points are not platinum drivers, but um, still collecting points at this point. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to see some of them guys should be coming down. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, I think everyone was under the impression we're going to get the big guys, the normal top 10 guys. Um, but some of these names on here, I don't think have ever turned a lap at Diamond. Um, I, I have... I have a list here, actually, of drivers I thought that are on the platinum list that have never raced there. And who do you got? I have Jimmy Phelps, Mark Johnson, 
Peter Britton, I don't think, has ever been there. I don't think so. Uh, Tim Sears Jr., Kevin Root, C.G. Morey, uh, Marcus Dinkins, Paul St. Savar, and Adam Pearson has never been there in a modified, but you told me the other night he was there in a midget. 2017 ARDC midget winner. Yes. Um, Other names, I don't... Has Darren Smith been there? I'm not sure if he ran with uh, STSS or not. He might also be one that's never been there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he has. I don't think he's been there. Uh, anytime, um, you know, uh, his father's had the cars there, it's usually been himself and uh, Decker. Right, right. And then another addition that came in today uh, from Dean Reynolds was JF. Yeah, actually, actually, buddy of mine texted me and said he was coming down too. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was a late addition. And then, of course, um, the news just came out on Stuart Friesen's Facebook page not too long ago. He will be there. Um, you know, it's it's funny because you look at all these names and the guys have been having success on the tour and at Diamond. So on the Diamond side, you have your Cressley, your Reimert, who is just biting at the bit for a big win or a win period, actually. Um, you know, and, and those side of those guys. Then you look at all the guys that are on tour this year, you know, it'd be great to see Yankowski or Cooler get a win as they have many there already, but not under the Super Dirt uh, banner. But there's all this talent, and then you throw in Stuart Friesen coming, which, okay, he runs everywhere, but anyone that knows and has watched Stuart Diamond over the years, it has not been his best friend. No, he does have one career win there. Um Although I can't find it on the Big Diamond Rundown, but I, I saw on his page he has one career win there. But um, yeah, I was actually I sent his publicist Chad a text last night while I was at Bridgeport and uh, asked him if Stewie was coming, and he got back to me and said they hadn't made their minds up yet. But I guess they made up their mind today, so it's great to have him there. You know, it's all, you know, it's not a really super third series race if Stewie's not there because uh, you know he. He's always a favorite no matter where he goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking there's not picking sides here, but just realistically, I think there's a good six guys that could win this race at the flip of a coin. Of course, that big redraw is going to make a, a huge difference. But I think having Stu there and knowing that this is not a track he has 50 wins at, and I believe his one win was not anytime recent, this just no, makes it. it so much uh, more dramatic, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I, if I if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think last time he was there, Sue ended up on his roof. Yes, in turn one. <laughs> um, I want to say that was at the contact with Craig Hansen. Yes. Yes. Two years ago, right? He has been put to the rear already for contact on the leader. Um, he has broke. <laughs> there's just been a lot of things that have uh, not gone his way. And who knows, he could show up in a couple of days and make everyone else look foolish. That's just yes. how good he is. Yep, absolutely. It's going to be real interesting to see, going back to the, the home track guys, I'll call them, even though some don't run there on a full-time basis. You know, Matt Stangle, Ryan Creechin, Lawbach, um, Billy Jr., Ryan Watt, Cressley. Cressley's the really big one, I think, coming into this that ha probably has the most momentum as far as the home track guys. As far as home track, oh, you could, I mean, you could throw in Ryan Godown. He's a former home track at Big right. Diamond and uh, right. former champion. He's won a cold cracker numerous times. Yep. Uh, he's going to be one to watch out for. Um, I was at Bridgeport last night, and after the show was over, he got out his big block with a brand new motor in it, and tested that and was happy with it. So he, and you know, the, the record he's had this year, anywhere he's gone. Yes. Uh, he, I think he's only finished out of the top five all year, like two, maybe three times. So uh, he'll, he'll definitely be one to contend with, I believe. And, um, you know, Ryan Watt, he loves running his big block. Yes. So he should, you know, he doesn't get a chance to run it often anymore, but he, he looks forward to jumping in the big block and running it. So, but yeah, you're right. Cresley, um, you know, he's momentum he's had all year at Diamond and Grandview, and he he is uh, 
he's, he's we'll be he'll be looking at shops and ready to go try to get some of these uh money back to these uh, home guys yeah yeah and, and i'm not leaving go down out of that situation at all because you're right out of the the non-touring guys he probably does have the most wins this year but um i was just dating cressley because of he does run there every week but waddy is another oh, one you know yeah. waddy's got a coal cracker win and he's got a super dirt win and he has been running every week there so he has seen what the track has uh morphed into over the last month it's been top notch um you know jared umbenhauer is bringing the the 88c out to play i know those guys don't run on a full-time basis we'll see what that has in store it didn't look bad at port royal last year so it's it's never out of the question um the one (laughs) and i told him this last night straight up i said strunky that heat race on friday with the 126 I was like, here we go again, because it just hadn't looked the greatest the last couple of years no. at Diamond. But he told me, believe it or not, not qualifying through the heat race was probably the biggest help for him because it allowed them to make changes, had to run the concy and got 10 more free laps, made more changes, and that thing went 15 spots or 14 spots in the feature. And... I was not expecting that. I don't know a lot of people that really were expecting that. No, I, I definitely wasn't. That's why he looked in the in the heat race for sure. But uh, yeah, for him to come from where he started all the way up, you know, finishing the top five is definitely very impressive. And um, yeah, and he's probably right because he hasn't been in that car in a while. It's the first time he's been in it since he was, you know, since we all had heard the news. Yep. And he was going to run it in specials, and uh, it, probably the laps helped him a lot. I agree with him on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, wow, what, um, you know, and maybe they touched on something for that surface. Um, You know, are they going to use the same car and drop the big block in it? I don't know that he's got, I mean, maybe he's got a rotation of cars he can can run. I don't know, but we're going to find out shortly. Yeah, I was talking, I was actually talking to Heineman about that Friday night. They have another car with the big block already in Mm -hmm. it, but he said he goes, He's. I can't remember the last time we ran a big block. He said it's probably been over a year since we run this big block car. Yeah. So it's it's definitely going to be a, a new something different for him to get out because you know they've been running the specs everywhere they run for, and they run the open small block, and it's been quite a while. Yeah, I, I mean, dirt requires you to run a big block, correct? Correct. Yes. So they would have ran. I mean, Dom would have ran it at Bridgeport for the dirt race, right? Yeah, yeah, Don probably ran it in 2021. Yeah. Or no, no, this year, you're yeah. right. Yeah, he probably ran it this year. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So right. so maybe twice in the last two years, if you if you yeah. take only them yep. only them shows. Um. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, 126 got a lot of history, got a lot of big wins with a lot of big names, and it yeah. could possibly happen Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see. Yeah, it could. Yeah, you know, a lot depends on time trials and, you know, and how your heat goes and, like you said, how the redraw goes. Yes, yes. Um, Another name that has come up that is, I guess, still weather debatable is Mike Mahaney. Now, the fun part about that is you were at Bridgeport. What car did Mike Mahaney drive at Bridgeport? He was in his father-in-law's car with his skins on it on the outside. Yeah, so when... I got notified that he might be coming. It was listed as the number one. And I said, huh? And then it was changed back to he'll be in a 35, um, weather depending. I was, could you imagine if that car rolled out of the pits to run hot laps? Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that would be something. Everybody would be uh, uh, going crazy wondering what the heck's going on. Yeah, because, I mean, modified fans... Okay, so I go to a lot of spring car races, right? And you see a lot of the fans, the younger guys in the grandstands only know the new guys. They only know the new people. They don't know the history of of what's been going on for years and years and years. A lot of your older people, of course, absolutely do. I have a feeling super dirt-wise, though, if that car were to hop, you know, if that were the case and it would roll out, everybody would know. That's Oh, yeah. That's not one that... Younger people are going, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Um, anyway. Another name, too, 
you know, running the tour this year, but has a lot of laps at Diamond. Outside of, you know, of course, Guler, our 2020 track champion, Yankowski, our 2021 Cole Cracker winner, is Anthony Prego. Yes. And he's ran there twice this year already, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And he's had bad success at draw shows that we've ran historically, but he's made a lot of moves throughout the feature. So if he were to start somewhere towards the front... I think there's another person that could potentially end up successful. Oh, I believe so. Yeah, Prego's got he's got quite say he's got quite a few laps around Big Diamond. Uh, he doesn't have a win there yet, but he's been he's been close on occasion. But uh, like you say, his draw skills are terrible, especially like cold crackers and things like that. But uh, yeah, he, I don't know if he's ever run a big block at Big Diamond, but um, he's a uh, he's definitely one to watch. And uh, like you say, if everything goes right for him, it wouldn't surprise me at all for him to put that, you know, the four-star car in the victory lane or at least a nice top five. Yeah, it's good equipment. And as of late, he has hit a stride as a driver, um, sweeping Orange County last weekend. He's, um, it's like he's hitting his nice summer stride here where he's going to start picking off people left and right. I mean, yeah. and then I think... I think the big three to really watch out for as far as the platinum guys, though, are really going to be Max. Again, he's got laps there in a variety of different cars. You know, he yeah, ran Roshinsky's yeah. car the other year and then, of course, yeah. ran Norm's car. Shepard, you know, the other year at the Deo show, I believe he won from where, 20. Yeah, you qualified and won a constant qualified. Yeah, so twenty behind twentieth. Yeah, twenty third or something like that, and won the thing. Yeah. And it was only fifty laps. So, and mm-hmm. um, the other one to look out for, I think, is Matt Williamson. He has laps there too, as well. Um, I really do think you ask any of the drivers that show up to run on a Friday night that don't run their consistently regardless of where they have to start for handicapping you have to have the experience of running that track oh yeah absolutely and uh you know matt matt's been struggling the last he's early season points leader on the super dirt series but the last few weeks last couple races he, they've been struggling with that buzz true car but uh I, you know i know they'll get it back on stride and uh he was another one a couple years ago who came from the back and got a top three finish at, at one of the uh the day of shows we had. So, um, yeah, he, you know, he's not afraid to wheel, that's for sure. And he'll do what he has to do to get up front. Yeah. I'm, you know, we saw the three guys come out in hot lap after the night was over on Friday night. Gouler, unfortunately, ended up on the hook. Um, you know why? I do not know why. Presley, he was catching Cresley. Cresley ran out of fuel. And, and the motors are quick, and he had right on top of them. Oh, no. I know that they were getting close together. I wasn't at, I wasn't really intently watching. I was just hot lapping. And yeah. um, I just saw that I heard over the radio that Merck was calling for the hook. And I'm like, wait a second. Three guys are hot lapping. How did this just happen? <laughs> so, yeah. unfortunate circumstances. Hopefully it's nothing uh, terminal, and they got it all ready to go for you know, for the week, you know, but these guys did hot lap it. I don't know. That's going to give them a serious advantage, but I did look at what the surface looked like and it did. It didn't look completely slicked off, but it looked real nice. I compared it on at least the way they were, those three are running it to um, kind of like how weed sport ends up where you, you can roll the bottom to the top and two. Right. And I think if it ends up somewhere near that and lap counts, we should be pretty close to what we were Friday because we're still only three divisions. So we get yeah. to that point. I think it's going to really make for really, really good racing. No, I do too. And uh, if the, like I said, the track's been super the last few weeks. Some of these dirt guys are not used to that a track having some bite in it, especially early on. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, they like the dry, slick stuff, which it could end up being in the feature. But 
early on. It's going to be uh, fun. it's going to be fun to watch these guys see how they do. But uh, which might give some of these guys like like Guler and Yankowski, uh, you know, Pouch Junior, and all of them, they might have a little advantage here when it comes to time trials. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, I think it, from right now we're looking at four heat races, um, a big a big last chance showdown, unfortunately, but. You know, we'll see what uh what we end up with. I think if the count's correct, and from what I've been told, you know, if we're if we're at four heat races with a lower car count, I think it's going to be better heat racing. We've seen that over the past month; it has been, and uh, yep. I think we're going to see some some good stuff coming our way this week. Yeah, I, I'm. I can't wait. You know, it's been like you say, it's been since 2009 there was actually a race scheduled in 2014 but it drained out but um yeah I, i'm just really looking forward to the i mean i, I love the dirt series um uh, i mean i know people argue back and forth which series is better but for the most part the same drivers run both of them anymore so but uh yeah i can't wait for it it's really been oh uh, you know since i heard we were getting one earlier this year at at, at big diamond it's been on the uh, my can't wait list so uh yeah it's it's gonna be awesome and, uh, you know, dirt, dirt guys run a good show, and we'll, we'll roll right through it. You know, I've given up on the whole argument of what series is better. In any any form of racing, late models go through the same thing, so the sprint cars. I gave up on it because, you know, maybe sometimes we want to see who are the fast guys that right. put themselves in the position to be in the redraw. And you're right. A lot of these guys do run both series and you'll hear some guys complain. They don't want to run time trials because they want the luck of the draw on their side. And they want to be able to say, well, I drew really well. And I just held off the field on a really narrow racetrack for a heat race, but you'll have other guys who want to run time trials because they want to show why well, I spent this money on this motor. I know it's really good and powerful. Let me show you. Um, but I think when you're watching the product, you know what you're going to watch. So I know when I pull up a short track super series heat lineups, I know I'm going to look everywhere to see, oh, that guy really drew crappy or, oh, look at that guy drew the pole sure. or whatever. And then, yes, it can make the heat races very interesting if someone like Stuart Shepard starts at the rear. No, absolutely does. But on the flip side of that, I love when dirt rolls in and you get to see who's really fast. And occasionally you get that big surprise name up there and you're like, holy crap, this guy just turned a really good lap or holy crap. This guy didn't turn a really good lap. Right. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a, and also with dirt, it's a longer feature. It's more of a, I think it's more of a chess match than it is a sprint. Oh yeah, so you can you know save the tires till later in the race and not not overdrive the car early on, and um, yeah, you see that you see that all the time. These guys will hang back in the top five or you know right right at six seventh, and then towards once it gets over halfway, you'll you'll start seeing them drop the hammer and you know come through, and they might not always get to the leader, but you know they get up in the top two or three and get on the podium. You know, it's like I watch. I watch Grandview a lot, of course, from the grandstands. I can I can watch different things because I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not working right. And I I tell everyone this: this is where this is going to be fun with dirt coming in, and I'm looking at Cressley as the big one. So I watch him on a weekly basis on Saturdays. He is probably the quickest to the front in a heat race because it is go go go. It's con it's there's no lap of patience. He just goes and he gets to the top and he makes it work where not a lot of guys can, especially when it's heavy. But I watch Craig and he sits there and he waits and it's like he's stalking his strings out. It's like he's stalking his prey and then he goes. They end up at the same spot at the end of each heat race and they just do it two completely different ways. Well, now Cressley is used to turning 25 laps at Diamond on a Friday where you know, you can throw your proverbial balls over your shoulder and just go. Now, 75 laps can serve tires, 
not overdrive the car. It becomes a yeah. little bit of a finesse thing. So again, I I think I really want to see how he handles it because I don't know the last time he ran a dirt race. No, I don't either. I have no. Maybe he was supposed to go to Florida this year, but then that didn't happen. Maybe and friends then, of Mike Finale at Bridgeport, he might have been there. Maybe because that was right around when he I went modified know. racing from Sportsman, and he was he was doing a lot of traveling there. But if he's got laps with dirt on Hoosiers, it's not a ton. Oh no, definitely not. No, you know, and then even there, that's a completely different driver than it was yeah. five years ago. So yeah, there's um. There's some different things, and I'm glad Dean will be there. You know, if we do run Wednesday and I get to be there and Dean's going to run the show, I can actually go sit and watch the thing, and, you know, we can pick this apart and watch different areas. So it's going to be good. Um, You know, as we wind this down, do you have some predictions you're making? Well, you know, it's hard to go into Matt Shepard, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know... <laughs> It's just so hard. Um, yeah, you know, I I just want to see like you know Bridgeport. I believe the locals finished one, two, three. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, um, I know. Well, going on one and in a, you know, Pat was in the top three. I forget who the third, but but uh, anyway, I I, I mean, I'm looking for a run. I I, I just can't go against Ryan Godin right now. It, it's just hard. They, he seems like whatever he does, he just uh, it seems to work out for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Billy and at Bridgeport, Billy, uh, Pat Jr. ran his big block really well. And I know he's looking forward to getting back there and, uh, you know, getting back in his big, he's not a big, he doesn't run big blocks. He's not a big blocks. He's not a proponent of it, but, uh, when he does run them, he does run good. So he'll be one, but it, it's just going to be hard to beat Matt Shepard. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just you're absolutely right. You know, it, and, it, it's, it's not, Silly to say it. It's just, it's what happens. Yeah. Yep. And one other thing I'm looking forward to interesting is like some of these drivers that, you know, like never been there, like Jimmy Phelps, Mark Johnson, Peter Britton, they're all fast. They're all good. Mm-hmm. But how are they going to adapt to Big Diamond? And, you know, are they going to be able to get up there and battle? Or is it just going to be, let's like hold on and get what we get? Right. And, Mark Johnson's had multiple wins this year at multiple tracks. He's yep. looked really good. Splitting time between two cars, too. Um, yeah. You know, it'll be very interesting to see. I'm looking at the results from Bridgeport earlier. Again, we're talking about a lot of the same characters here. It was go down Stu and Junior. So Stu, Stu was yeah. running down, running down, go down. Yeah. I'm going to pick against Shepard, believe it or not. You remember who drew the pole at Bridgeport? No, I do not. Alex Yankowski. Alex, you know, our 20, 2018 sportsman champion at Diamond. Um, hell, if bad luck wasn't on his side, he might even have a modified championship at this point. Won the coal cracker yeah. and led every lap of that thing last year. What? Won the Money in the Mountains last year. Won Money in the Mountains, yep. I think he could be the one. I really do. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but <laughs> that's my pick. I really do think Alex is is the one that I think... You know, people love him there, too. So, I think he's got a little... Maybe a little chip on his shoulder going into it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and my sentimental pick actually is Mike is Gore. Yes, because um, he's been struggling on the tour this year. I talked to him for yeah, just for a minute or so on Friday night, and looked a little bit down. You know, when we started talking about the tour, he's not sure what he's, you know, just they're having a hard time right now because adjusting to these slick tracks and everything. And uh, a good finish for him, uh, even if it's not a win, but it'd be a nice podium or top five. I think that would really help him get going, you know, give him a little pick-me-up for the rest of the year. Yeah, my my sentimental pick, um, not running the same car he runs every week, is Lawbach. Yeah, I wasn't sure Rick was going. I meant to, I meant to send him a text the other day, and I forgot to do it. He will be there if it rains 
out and runs Wednesday, he will also be there. Um, so he will be in attendance in the seven. So it's not the 20. They've got dialed in really well. Um, you know, well, he loves his big blocks though. Some of them guys just, they, they got that, that funny feeling about a big block between (laughs) underneath their, um, underneath them. So Rick's again, got a, got a bunch of success at diamond. I think he's, um, I think he's mentally back to where he was 10 years ago. Um, and I would not be surprised to see that thing fast too. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Rick there. He, he needs a good run, too. Uh, he had a good run last night in New Egypt, which is nice to see. But, uh, yeah, I, I like that. And, then, you know, yeah, we also have guys coming in. Uh, Sammy Marks, I, I was told, yep. going to be there. Yep. Uh, like I said, Reimer, uh, Nick McKenzie is going to be there. And uh, of course, has a know, big block? That's what I'm hearing. Nice, nice. Coming off a, so. a nice win the other week, so... Yeah. Yeah, he's looked really good this year too. Um yeah, he has. I think he's driving a lot different. I could be wrong, but that's that's my take on that. I really hope for all sakes and for I I hope Jimmy Horton looks looks half decent. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jimmy's always my favorite driver, he always will be. But uh yeah, it, I really like to see him have a good run. Um he had a good run last night in Orange County. Uh, but it's it's been hit or miss for them this year. They've been really fast with passing parts breakages, and but uh, yeah, that's you know that that's my truly sentimental pick to win, obviously. But uh, plus he's never won a big diamond before, so right that would be a, that would be, that would just culminate everything for him, I guess. Well, and I look at the other year leaving the ballpark. Yeah, leaving the ballpark. Yes, getting passed by Billy Junior at the end of the race. Yes, he he so, led a bunch of laps in that thing unfortunately did not choose um, when he got to the fork in the road around the lapper, he chose the wrong one. It yeah. um, could have won that thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to shape up to be a really good field. And another one too, I didn't really hit on a lot here. Creighton ended up sixth at Bridgeport. Yeah. One money in the mountains. They got really good hot rods in that shop. Oh yeah. And you know, he got a little R and R in Montana last week. Hopefully yep. he's refurbished, ready to go, and uh, you know we'll see what we'll see what shakes out. Yeah, yeah. It's I talked to his dad last night. They're looking forward to getting back up there, and uh, you know, trying to. They, they've been passing that big block when they run it. They ran they've run it a couple times on Georgetown, I think. And uh, it's, the car's got some power to it, that's for sure. And he does have a hot rod. Well, you know, they they recovered from that flood that wiped out a lot of what they had. You know, you look at Jimmy Horton had, you know, unfortunate things happen off the track this year. So, you know, there's some good heartfelt stories that develop over time and and yeah. hope they they come out on the other end. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens yep. this week. Um, I appreciate you coming on and giving us a little preview. No, not a problem at all. Anytime you know that anytime you need some help, uh. You know, I'm always here for you, pal. Absolutely. So uh, anyone out there that can make it to the track, stop on up. It's scheduled for Tuesday. Yes, there are thunderstorms in the forecast. Wednesday looks beautiful. It is a rain date. We'll see what happens. And if you can't, Dirt Vision's got you covered. Yeah, and we got Mike Mal behind the mic, too. Yeah, you can't forget that. Oh, well, now I'm not coming Wednesday if we run. <laughs> I was told Shane Andrews, damn it. No, I I did know that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be good yeah. to have Mallet behind the microphone. Like uh, crap, when the hell was the last time he announced a full night? Uh, I don't know, not a full. I mean, he did a couple ESS shows this year, but it's been a while since he's done a full night. So. Yep. Yep. But, uh, I guess if you can't have Shane Andrews doing super dirt, I guess Mallet's all right. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll, he'll pull in okay, I guess. Who's the guy yeah. that co-announces with Shane at Oswego every year? The guy who was in Florida for the oh Nationals. It's not Dan Capuchinski. No, he does pits. He does the pits. Yeah, it's the guy, I think, that does Albany and the Valley. Tim Boltz? Yes. Timmy Boltz, yeah. There are certain... He does, Timmy, Timmy does Pan Am. There are, yes, there are certain guys in announcing that their voice just kind of soothes you, like you can listen to it. Yeah. His voice 
for for some reason, I can watch every practice of Super Dirt Week. I can watch everything because his voice just makes it like better. I don't know how else to word it. So yeah, yeah. No, Timmy Timmy's really good. Yeah, you know, I like you know I watch Can Am when I get a chance, and I, you know I can hear him all the time. He he knows his stuff. He does a good job. Yep, yep. So um, good. We'll have to rag on Shane for for missing out, and uh, hopefully put on the best race of the year for Super Dirt, and then then we can talk about it later on, right? Yeah, absolutely, and then you know it's, it's you know we put on a good show. It gives you know puts big diamond big diamond in a good light. Uh, you know, we, we've recovered nicely from the beginning of the year where track was a little different and now it's been really good for the last month and uh, I feel, you know, momentum's building and uh, this will just help it along. Well, and like I said, there's all these stories that build up with things and we have our own, you know. Everyone knows what happened to Jake back in late January. Got yeah. to overcome a brain tumor is one thing. Um Got a little bit of a late start doing track prep and getting everything ready. And we did go through a rough patch. We rained out the entire month of May and we got our proverbial shit together and we're, we're looking good. So, nope, I'll take yeah. the car count for what it is for the cost of fuel right now and everything else that comes with it. I'll take the 32 to 35 cars. That's that's fine with me. Yeah, me too. You know, you can't blame car. You can't blame people. It's you know, we're getting now to the middle of summer, and teams are you know, it just parts are hard to get, and things are breaking, and the you know, price of fuel, and you, you can't blame them if they don't want to travel too far. But then you got JF Corvo, Corvo coming from Montreal, God knows where in Canada, yep. Montreal, <laughs> Montreal, and uh, Saint Sauveur, Paul Saint Saint Sauveur, yeah. yep. But you know what? This is yeah. this is where I'm again. I'm all for the way some some groups do their schedules. They don't double back a ton of races. I mean, yeah, they did Memorial Day weekend. They did Sunday, Monday, but they leave enough in between to make the next one really desirable. So it's been it'll be right. what twelve days come Tuesday from the uh, Land of Legends race. So they, they leave time in between and that that's good. We're okay. The next one. Yeah, we can do it. So, yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Gives the guys a chance to recover a little bit and, uh, you know, get their stuff back ready to go. Yep. I'll be waiting for Dinkins to go blow in the high side. Like he always does making a, making a spectacle of himself. Don't get me started. I love Dinkins. I love it. Look, oh, I think he's a great guy. Too. Look, before we before we end this, let me just tell you about Dinkins. Went to Land of Legends for that for the July race the other year. Um, that was the infamous um, Max decided to run over Rudolph with two to go and took them both out and gave the lead to Shepard. Um, I just saw a replay that the other day. Yeah, um, didn't know Dinkins from a hole in the wall, and uh, Pimp was there. So Danny Serena was actually there. Did not ride with us. We just happened to run into him and. We're like, who is this guy? Everyone's running the bottom, and Dinkins is out there about five grooves up, barely hanging on to the racetrack, just blowing away the outside lap after lap after lap, getting lap after lap after lap. And I'm like, I love this. This is this is entertaining because if he's not up there, this is kind of a train going around the bottom. And this guy's just out here making it look fun. Like he's like, I'm gonna make this work one yep. lap. And uh, ever since then, I love it. I bought his merch. I'm a huge fan. Um, I don't know how many features he's made by qualifying and not taking a provisional, but um, Sorry. I love it. I, I really do. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, he's he's coming. Yeah, you know, he's come. I, yeah, you know, I watch all. I try to watch all the Super Dirt Series races, and he's. You can see the improvement. You know. Yeah. In his driving this year. You know, last year he, you know, it, I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, he's he's spun out a lot last year. He took a and, nasty uh, header. Where the hell was oh, he that? Did. Albany. Uh, yep. He some. I think it was Albany. He took a nasty one. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? But, uh, look, he, I look at it this way. I watched years ago. Maresca didn't look all that hot either. No. He took a nasty not. shitter somewhere too. Yep. He did not yep. look good. Like, um. 
it was almost like, okay, well, this is where the money's coming from for Fuller's car, but this guy is awful. Well, we know what yeah. Mike Mariska has turned himself into as a driver. Yeah. Yep. So some guys have it right off the bat and other guys, it takes time and, you know, running with the best drivers. Some guys have been in quarter majors since they were four. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some guys pick this up later on in life. So they're not exactly up to speed with everything. So no, no, no. We need guys like Dinkins. We absolutely need guys in the field every week, sure. everywhere. Yep. Like a Dinkins who's committed. And no matter where he's at, he's trying to put on a show for everyone. So. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right, buddy. I will. Uh, I guess I will be talking to you if we run Tuesday. If we run Wednesday, I'll see you. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. As always.